1: Ladies and gents, all things covered. Listeners and viewers, once again, we back with another jam-packed show for you guys. You guys know how we do it. Football is right around the corner. The NFL season is right around the corner. Fantasy leagues are having their drafts all throughout the country. I was just a part of a big-time fantasy draft this weekend. I got a few more coming up. And this player that we have on this episode, you better believe he will be taken high in most fantasy leagues draft. All SEC, unanimous All-American, John Mackey, winner at Florida. 4th overround pick in 2021, drafted by the Atlanta Falcons. Pro bowler as a rookie. He's getting ready to enter in his second year in the National Football League. And some breaking news. Upcoming amateur golfer. Just Mm -hmm. got into the golf game. No (laughs) other than the great Kyle Pitts. Kyle, number one, how you doing? Thank you for joining us. What's happening? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me. How you doing? I man, I'm. It's a great day to be alive. Every day is a great day to be alive, and we got to take advantage of it, man. Let's talk about this real quick. You said you, you so you're starting to kind of take the, you, you're wiping the the dirt off your clubs to say the least, and you hitting the golf course. How's that been going for you? It's been going well. It's something that I tried
2: to take up uh, last year uh, mm-hmm. at towards the end of the year, um, seriously. So I started in January. And it just was something that during the year, I just go out there and to the range and it may be a stressful week and just go out there by myself. And it just be nobody out there, just quiet and it's peaceful. And it's just, you know, golf is just is a peaceful sport to me outside of competing.
1: No question. And when it comes to the competitive nature that you have, let's say in a year or so from now, you know, where do you see your golf game going?
2: I think it's going to be pretty good and I'll yeah. be able to hang with some of the best of them because I play with people who are really good. And I'm tired of, you know, shooting those high scores. So, you know, you know you're know, more experienced, more, you know, time will tell and I'll be out
1: talking more trash than I am. No doubt, no doubt. But I mean, there's a lot we can talk about. Let's start in the beginning. Being a Philly product, this is a two-part question for you, by the way, Kyle. Being a Philly product, how did that help mold you into the player you are today? And what is the best spot in Philly to get a cheesesteak, Philly cheesesteak. Okay. So part one, I say, uh
2: just that hunger, of uh, Philadelphia kids and football wise, they don't really get that exposure. You know, a lot of a lot of kids in up upcoming high schools don't really take the chance to try and take those visits out of state. And you know, me seeing the guys like Mark Webb, DeAndre Swift, uh yeah. Shaka Tony, uh the name, the list goes on. Just seeing those guys play in the biggest stages of football playing, uh, Swift played in the Rose Bowl, Mark Webb, I went to high school with him at uh, Archbishop Wood. Just seeing them go to Georgia, Clemson. Uh, they went out to USC, just seeing them, you know, branch off and, you know, change the narrative, that kind of made it, made me want to, you know, also do the same thing and, you know, go away from, away from home and also play for the best conference in the nation. And the second part, I would say, the best cheesesteak is for me, Um, it depends. I'll say the Ishka Bibbles or I like Emiliano's. Ishka Bibbles.
1: Yes. It's funny you mentioned Ishka Bibbles because I had to go to the Eagles training camp a few weeks ago, you know, for CBS and I was watching training camp. So I was there for a few days and one of my homeboys who's a local product, he's from Philly, he told me about Ishka Bibbles. I was staying downtown. Yo, Mm -hmm. that was my first time, Kyle, ever having a Philly cheesesteak with pizza sauce. What made you get the pizza sauce on it? My homeboy told me to try the pizza sauce. He said, "Bruh, try the pizza sauce. It's going to change your life. And when oh, I tried I that know. pizza
2: sauce. Whoever <gasps> told you that, don't do that again. Huh? Don't don't put pizza sauce. Maybe ketchup? Don't
1: Salt, pepper, it. ketchup, but not, not pizza sauce. You don't put marinara what? sauce in a cheese stick. I usually, listen. Hold on, hold on, Kyle. Before you just jump on my back, right? Listen to me. Usually, I don't get pizza sauce. I don't. He told me to try it. I tried it. And I was hyped. It tastes real good. So you're telling me don't do pizza sauce? Because usually yeah. I don't do I, do, I do ketchup, you know, mayo, something like that. That's the type yeah. of guy I am when it comes to cheesesteak.
2: Yeah, you got to do fried onions and mushrooms. Made at no Mac. question. I rock but with that. I don't that, know yeah. about the, 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 the pizza sauce. I, that's that a new one, actually. I, that's the first time. I thought you were to say cheese whiz. But you said pizza sauce. Pizza
1: sauce. I had the cheese on there and everything, but that pizza sauce really hit, man. That Ishka Bibbles, though. Shout out to Ishka Bibbles. If you're watching <laughs> us, man, your cheesesteaks were fire. You hit the great Kyle Pitts giving you guys some, some love as well. So that might be an endorsement deal for my guy. Fully, what's up, Ishka Bibbles? He, he from the grill. Yeah. I, I I have not
2: had a cheesesteak, a good cheesesteak, in, in about two years. Oh, man, Ishka Bibbles
1: got to get some to you right yeah. there, Flowery Branch, right?
2: Yeah, I need one. I love a cheesesteak in Georgia.
1: No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. So let's transition to when you decided, as you stated, you went out of state, traveled all the way down south to Gainesville. Gainesville is a boring place, by the way. For anyone who's never been to Gainesville, don't go. There's nothing good there. But <laughs> did what you were doing. Your sophomore year had a real good year. But let's talk about your junior year. Absolute. Beast. What led to your breakout junior season for you guys that have not been following Kyle Pitts his junior year and just eight games because of a pandemic shortened season in 2020, 12 touchdowns, unstoppable, did whatever he wanted to do to whoever, who was, whoever it was trying to guard him. But what led to that breakout campaign your junior year?
2: I would say just after my sophomore year, hearing all the negatives and knowing that I kind of had a shot to maybe leave early and, uh, maybe be a top pick if I put my mind to it. So I heard all the negative things and I was like, okay, I wrote those in my locker and I put, these are the things, you know, the the necessary things you need to fix in order to be top five, be top 10. And it was, I had a schedule and it was every game I'm looking at, I'm like, I'm gonna show them this game. I can do this and I can do it better than anybody else in the country. So I just told myself that every game and just, you know, let God do the rest.
1: Yeah. And, and he did the rest he put you in 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 position and you and you took care of the opportunity so that led to you know you getting drafted as high as you did uh, but for the pre-draft workouts and things like that man you're 6'6" 246 ran 444 at your pro day do you think you're faster than that 444 that you clocked i think that was a consensus time cuz i was i think i someone told me
2: i ran a 439 so i'm going to stick with that that's what i tell people i run a 439 so that was a consensus 4-4 flat <laughs> but I think I'm than that. I'm
1: pressing hey, that before. Hey, Kyle, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't you? you ran your forty, but you wasn't even running straight? Yeah, I did. I did swivel. I did. You swivel. you were swiveling like a snake. <laughs> so just imagine if you were running straight, what that what that forty time would have actually been.
2: Yeah, I cl- I closed my eyes for that one second. You know. You oh, know, that's that what happened. You closed
1: your eyes for that one second. Too long. Oh man. Yeah. Hey, but that tells you how fast you still ran official four 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 at what point did you realize you were the highest drafted tight end in NFL history? And is that something that you, you know, you were aware of when it comes to tight end positions in the draft where you were aware of the highest drafted guy before you were selected?
2: Uh, no, I wasn't really reading into that or I didn't really know about that. So after the draft, that wasn't something I was thinking about or like a thing where I wanted to do that. Uh, but obviously I definitely wanted to be the first pass catcher off the board and you know, God let me be forked pick, So that was, that was, you know, a, a great thing.
1: And oh, by the way, you had, that, that suit was flying. You, st- you still got that suit? I do have it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I that do. suit. Well, you might have to bring it out for one of the road trips, man. Just, you know, let them know. Guess <laughs> I can bring that one back out. <laughs> Man, that hey, well, you know what? You got to bring that out for a big occasion. It got to be like a, okay. a, 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 a NFC championship game or, okay. you know, something <laughs> like that, right? Okay. I got you. That sounds Yeah. Good. Yeah. That suit was fly. Let's talk about your rookie campaign. By week five, week five of the NFL season, your rookie year, you had your first 100-yard game, nine catches. When did you really start to feel comfortable as a rookie and feel like you can dominate like you did in the collegiate on the collegiate level?
2: I would say, kind of like you said, around around that time, around a solid beginning, around uh, like that Miami London game, I started to get a better feel for it. But I wouldn't say mm-hmm. comfortable. I would say I had a better feel for it. I was playing a little faster. Uh, during the year, just trying to, you know, gradually get better on my game speed and just seeing things faster. But um I'm I definitely want to say comfortable is a word. But this year I feel I would say
1: less anxious. Yeah. Out there, yeah. But not comfortable. Yeah. Never, I like I'm, it. I like it. I like it. That. So for this season, the second campaign for you, looking at how successful you were, people noticing that you're a baller you know what I mean, impactful player. What's the key for you in finding the end zone more in 2022?
2: Just winning my matchup and letting everything else fall in place. Uh, Win it faster, win it easier so the quarterback sees me faster. And just, you know, like I said, win my matchup and you know let God do the rest.
1: Is there any part of you, are you a guy like in the huddle, you're in the red zone, Marcus is your quarterback, you hear a play call, hey, Marcus, give it to me. Like, do you have that in you? sometime when you in the red zone, you like, man, listen, I got action over here. Come on, give it to me. Is that is that part of you? is that in your DNA? I'm slowly gaining that that
2: confidence. Last year, I definitely had it, but uh-huh. th- this year, I'm slowly you know gaining it, and I'm like, all right, I'm killing them. I'm, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm feeling a little better, but uh, no, nah, it's slowly coming into my DNA.
1: Ah, uh, hey, we'll put it in there. That's the type of guy you are. I've heard people refer to you as a mutant in a good way because of your size, your measurables, your, your, your speed and everything, and, and avatar. Man, listen, I, I I used to play corner. Man, if you line up 6'6 six, six on me, whew, hey, it might be. I got I to gotta buckle up, so you already know what time it is. I didn't draft you this year so far in my first fantasy league, so I didn't draft you, but I want to see you go out. Get in the hood in the red zone. Cal. every time, throw me the ball. Tell him. Just throw me the ball. That's it. Give it All to really. me So let's do this. I don't know if you're a video gamer, but of course, you know, Madden ratings come out every offseason. Players be aware of what the ratings are. Uh, what what bothers you the most when you look at your rating? They gave you an 87 overall. Uh, but of course, I heard you, you know, you express how unhappy you was with your pass block and your run block. They gave you a 59 and 56. What bothered you the most about your Madden rate? Definitely,
2: definitely. Those two are my strength. Those. Mm-hmm. Those are the three that's major to me. I mean, I, I didn't really read too much into it, but it's like, okay, that's what they had I me at. And I just had to you know raise it this year and show them that that's going to be way higher.
1: No question. I mean, listen, I, one thing about Kyle Pitts, I know coming out of college you caught passes all the time, but when you really watch the film for film junkies, you put in work when your hand is in the dirt as well. Th- that's what people don't realize. Like you're not getting drafted top five just to catch passes playing tight in. No, this is a guy that does not mind blocking and he wants to block, but people only see the glitz and the glamour. They don't see everything else that goes into your position, but go ahead, prove the Madden Raiders wrong this year and go ahead and do what you've been doing. Plus more, let's break down the quarterback room for all our fans, all our listeners and our viewers, man. I can tell you this much, Kyle, I got to keep it real. I was, I was surprised to see how efficient the office has been. Throughout preseason, throughout training camp. So, I applaud you guys and your teammates because I was a bit surprised to see how good Marcus Mariota looked with the offense and then Desmond Ritter. But break down the offense, the quarterback room, to say the least, man. Talk about the chemistry that you have with all the quarterbacks in that room and your expectations for Marcus Mari- Mariota being the starter. I wouldn't
2: say it's like a, a set level of relationship we have, I have with both quarterbacks. It's just every day is growing and the reps that we, we take every day. Uh, and routes on there and team on the side. I, I may have stumbled on the place. So I asked Marcus, let me let me see that again. Just those type of reps, just get, gaining them on and off the field. Just the relation, the relationships with both of them is just important. So, you know, it's, it's steadily growing and, you know, the better, the better it is, the better we'll play.
1: Yeah. And talking about your former quarterback, Matt Ryan, who is a Falcon legend, to say the least, uh, you know, he got traded away. But talk about some of the things you learned from Matt Ryan during your rookie campaign and playing with him.
2: I learned a lot from that. Um, just he, he would always tell me men, mentally win the game. Like if you win the game mentally, you'll you'll win. And to know that to know the game plan front and back, know what your opponent's going to do, his strengths, his weaknesses. That's something that's important to help you win in your matchup. So just winning that at the start of the week and just your preparation, that's that's important as well. And just those two things kind of stuck
1: with me. Yeah. And talking about another Falcon legend at the quarterback position, uh, when you were younger, yes, I did my research, Kyle. When you were younger, you got a Michael (laughs) Vick signed jersey, right? And then last year, you had an opportunity to sign a jersey for him. What was that moment like for you?
2: That was awesome because everybody's a big fan. Uh, big yeah. fan. And I, you know, I rocked his cleats. So I'm, I'm yeah. super no, Mike big Mike Vicks was,
1: were, were hard, right? When he had him out? Yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah. Definitely. And uh, just to do that, I just was kind of like the world just spinning 360. Mm-hmm. You know, he he was, he was the biggest at that point. And I feel no like I'm slowly, you know, now I'm, now I'm playing for his old team. So
1: just, you know, it was only right. No question. And, and, and growing up for you, I understand you were a big Mike Vick fan, but uh, did you have any other sport idols growing up, you know, as a youngster?
2: Uh, I would say uh, Vic, LeBron, mm-hmm. and uh, I like Tony Gonzalez a lot. I used to watch him a lot.
1: No question. No question. Have you had an opportunity to either meet Tony Gonzalez or LeBron in, in, in person yet?
2: No, I talked to Tony on the, on the phone. I talked to him on the phone a couple of times, yeah.
1: but that's about it. Okay. But and, and having, having LeBron got to get you in the shop, then you got to go out west and get on the shop. That, that'd be lovely. No question. No question. No question. What about, you know, most recent first round of drake london we know he's been dealing with some injuries i was a huge drake london fan by the way coming from sc uh but what have you seen from him when he's been healthy on the grass and in in, in regards to what type of player he can be for your offense
2: uh he's he's a quiet killer he doesn't say much but he just puts his head down and he works every day Uh, he goes out there and does you know he wins his matchups over there so I, i i would say from the ones that i do see he wins and you know, I'm not. I'm not really too invested in the receiver room. I just been, you know, trying to get the tight end when you know, as best as we can and do our job. But you know, mm-hmm. when I see him compete, it's, it's it's to a high level.
1: Is there has there been one player on the offensive end, uh, Kyle, that has really surprised a lot of people based on the play, based on how consistent they've been? Like, man, listen, man, this dude can really ball. We kind of like wasn't expecting this. Is there a player that you that has caught your eye throughout training camp and preseason offensively? I mean,
2: I think we all can say Jared Bernhard. You know, mm. he's a top lacrosse player. And, yeah. and he's a top dog over here in the NFL. And, and Bernie's one of the coldest, coldest dudes I've seen. And, and his lacrosse tape is great too. <laughs> <laughs> so he's already shifty. But now yeah. he, he's he's a great receiver. And you know, I'm excited to see what this year has for him.
1: No question, no question, no question. Last question before we transition to the superlative part of our show. What kind of tone will be set week one? When the Falcons host the rival, the New Orleans Saints,
2: it's 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 going to be there, just what you think it's going to be. It's, it's when the first game, start the season right, start yes, it off one to know and just worry about things day by day, and you know, win weekly. Just worrying about your your week coming up, and then win that game, and then the rest will take care of itself.
1: What's your cleat game going to look like week one? Because I know you're a Jordan Brand guy. You know what I mean. I know you be rocking some heat. You already got an idea what you gonna have on your feet week one. You're going to have to see.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, now I'm just now I'm just playing. What, uh, what you got, Bru? What you got? It's just some low top ones. I'm I'm a regular guy. I Like what color? You gonna do, you're gonna do?
1: You gonna do the 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 red and black with a little bit of white? Because when y'all played against who that was, you played against. You had the all white joint. So when you played against the Jets, yeah, well, I'm a clean guy. Did, did so I, like I, I, yeah, I like the all white. But but I I, I guess if you are gonna wear the all. If y'all wearing the all black for week one, right? If you're wearing all black for week one, you can't wear all white. You got to give me something with some black, some, some color in it a little bit. Why do you say that? Because I just think that all black, where you got the black jerseys, black pants, black helmets, man, and on your feet, it got to be something with black in it. Okay. All right. Or yeah. you can do black and white, like the panda color, you know, like the panda okay. Uh, dunks. Okay. I have, I have those. I
2: have those. I have those in cleats, actually. That's what you might do. Okay.
1: That's
2: I'm
1: not what take you might into do in consideration. Go ahead, put. I understand. I'm a. I understand. I'm a Seminole, but I got a good eye for cleats. Put that in the in the rotation for week one. Okay, I got you. And I can tell you this and Kyle, if you go out and catch three touchdowns and y'all win, you got to wear the same cleats week two. Okay, agreeable. That's agreeable. Okay, I like it. I like it. So before we let you go, we're gonna hit you with some rapid fire questions. We transition to the superlative part. I want your honest, unbiased answer now. A few weeks ago, we had the great Darren Waller on our show. And I asked Darren Waller to give me his top five tight ends currently in the National Football League. This is his list, right? His list, he had Mark Andrews at five, Kyle Pitts at four, George Kittle at three, Travis Kelsey at two, and he had Darren Waller at one. He had himself at number one. So I'm going to ask you the same question, Kyle. (laughs) Give me your top five tight ends in the league right now.
2: Definitely got to go, Cowboys number one. Ooh, uh, that's fair. Got gotcha. you. I'm going Travis at two. Uh-huh. Uh huh.
1: I'm going Darren at three. Actually. Okay. George at four, and then Mark, Mark at five. Mark at five. Boy, Lamar Jackson gonna have something to say because he had something to say about Darren Waller. No, no, I'm now switch.
2: I'll switch. I'm gonna switch. No, no, no,
1: no. This show list. Hold on. Don't don't, don't 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 let Lamar Jackson put no pressure. No, no, nah, nah, I'm switching. I'm switching. I'm putting Mark at four. Put Mark at four. So who is at five now? Oof. <laughs> so you so you putting you putting Kido at it's five? a tie for fourth. It's a tie for
2: fourth. So you got four four B four A and four B. Yeah, there's no five.
1: All right. Okay. What's well, your list? Same. This this uh, Mark and George is four A and four B. Okay. This is your list. We got to deal with it. Next question for you: Which matchup gave you the most problems as a rookie? Is there a player that kind of was agitating you a lot? I would say Stefan Gilmore and Jesse Jackson. Mm, okay. All right. Best weight for Kyle Pitts to play at. 250. 250? Yeah. Oh, you 250 moving like that? I just got it. Yep. Yeah. That ain't even fair. That's like a creator play on the Mad game. <laughs> I'm glad I I'm glad I don't got to cover you. All right. Most hated pro robbery. Saints. The Saints week one. Saints okay. Do they do the uh, the Saints uh, secondary guys talk a lot of trash? The whole team
2: do. The whole team does. That's oh, just the aura. That's,
1: That's their what they do. They come in running their mouth a lot. But that make the game. That makes the game, you know, more fun. No question. Last question for you before we let you go. Most hated college rival is who? Oh my goodness! Your alma Don't mater. That. Don't do that. Your alma mater, Florida State.
2: Cause y'all was not good. Y'all talked the most trash. What?
1: No, we don't talk. Anymore. We just show up. That's all we don't do a lot of talking.
2: You did. It. You did it. Yes, you do.
1: So let me ask this question. Did you take a trip to Florida state when you came out of school, out of high school? Not, a, not at all. See, that's the problem. That's the problem. You took a visit to Tallahassee. You wouldn't end up in Gainesville. I, I can't agree with you on that
2: one.
1: Yeah, you wouldn't end up in Gainesville. Y'all heard him, y'all heard him. Y'all heard, him. Y'all
2: heard him. if he would have took the trip to he wouldn't have no, up in Gainesville. Because no, y'all are also in the ACC and I want to play in the SEC.
1: Man, listen, if you, it doesn't matter. You know Florida State, that brand <laughs> carries weight. You know that. All right, is that fair? I'm 3-0 and against All Florida right. State. What is, uh, you know what, don't worry. I I I I'll find a way to get in contact with you when Florida State play Florida this year, last game of the season okay. in Tallahassee. We're gonna put a dinner, a dinner a dinner bet on the line. How about that? A, that? I'm in Atlanta also. Bet. I live in Atlanta also.
2: Okay, bet. Let's do it. Let, we'll yeah. make sure it's right.
1: Yeah. Whoever wins, we pick a restaurant in the city. It's on you. Bet. I got you. Not, now, not it, like a plan. It won't be on me. It, it won't. I'll treat because <laughs> of how bad Florida going to win, but you'll be the loser. Ah, we're going to see. Only time would tell. But I can tell you this one thing. I can tell you this much. Kyle Pitts is not a loser. Kyle Pitts <laughs> is a winner, big-time player. Man, one of the best to do it at his position. Only in year two. All-SEC, All-American, Pro Bowler, future All-Pro. We're going to throw that out into the world right now. All-Pro this upcoming season. And week one, catch Kyle Pitts and his teammates at, what, at the crib, right? In mm-hmm. Atlanta, That's New Orleans, amazing. week one. All black uniforms with the Panda joy 1's cleats coming from BMAT. Yes, sir. Best of luck to you, Kyle. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.